Hi. Hi, Leo. Hi. <laughs> you say I'm Nikki. I'm Nikki. I'm Leo. And this is the Motorhome Murder Show. It's been a minute. Oh my god, it has been like three years. Which we said that last time three and then we years. just like disappeared. So, well, yeah, we're really good at that. But um, there's been a lot going on. A lot. And so like the last time everyone heard from us, we were in Fair Play. Well, we were leaving Fair Play. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to triangulate where we are right now because we're, we decided to stay put for a minute. <laughs> And we're going to take, you know, the advice of, like, others. And we're not going to say exactly where we are. But we're, like, somewhere in the Rockies enjoying ourselves for the time being, right? And it's not Breckenridge or Fairplay because we already talked about those. So (laughs) it's not those. And, I mean, honestly, like, if most of the people, most of the, like, 50 people listening... (laughs) Wanted to come and hang out with us, we would be more than excited to like say. But maybe there's a creep or two out there. We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So we're not going to say where we are. But then that brings to question, like, what what are we doing here, Leo? We're the Motorhome Murder Show. And if we're not talking about where we are, like, what are we what are we doing? I think we can still talk about it. The, The beauty of this, I think we have so much fun recording it and and we have been traveling for a while too, so I feel like we got a lot of places we can talk about and yeah. I, so about too, we've I we've mentioned that we've been on the road for a while, so we're we're like rounding on two years now of being in the RV. That means we've been to over sixty, including like long term stays. Mm-hmm. We've been to over sixty places before we even started the podcast. Exactly. So we have a lot of places that we've visited that we can talk about. And that's what we're going to do. So while we're stopped for the foreseeable future, we're not sure. I mean, it's not indefinite, but as long as we're stopped, we're going to go to the beginning of our journey. Mm-hmm. So where it started and we're just going to each week is going to be a place that we've stopped, but like in order that we stopped. So like we're going to the beginning of our journey and just like, going from there and then once we hit the road again we'll do like where we've been we'll start doing it back on the road like on location but like for now it's not going to stop like and nothing's going to change for people listening it's a new town each week every time a place that we've been a place that we have firsthand experience in what's going on there so I mean, nothing's changing for anybody else, just for us. I mean, we're the ones that are just... You still get to hear our beautiful voices. You get to still hear our gorgeous voices. And our adventures. And we're still recording in a motorhome. Exactly. It's just the motorhome's not moving quite as often right now. (laughs) And yeah, so I mean, I I think it sounds like a fun plan. I think so too. 
And then when we pick back up, we'll like when we start traveling again, we'll do episodes of those. And then like when we stop for a couple weeks, we'll pick back up on like this journey. Yeah, exactly. And kind of bounce back and forth between these two timelines, which will be great. It's just two different maps. It's a journey. Yeah, it's a journey. Life's a journey. And you're joining us on our journey. Let's see. Uh... Wait, but are you drinking anything fun tonight? Yeah. So tonight, I'm. I mean, uh, no natural wine, <laughs> of course. I will find some soon. I I miss it more than anything. Yeah. Um, but we've we've been both like under the weather. I started working again. Things have just been crazy. I have not had a chance to like try to find natural wine. <laughs> I will find some, but. Tonight, we're drinking from Lone Tree Brewing Company, the Strawberry Kiwi. Um, Yeah, so... Very summer drink. A very summer drink. So this is a blonde ale with strawberry and kiwi added. So obviously makes sense from the name Strawberry Kiwi. And it's 5.2 ABV, so on the like medium lower side, nothing crazy. So this one you can drink responsibly easier than the others that a lot of the others that we've had according to lone tree this is a this crisp refreshing blonde ale has a slight pink hue with sweet citrus taste a perfect pair for any occasion so let's see how it pairs with murder but also i mean it's like a pink hue so it's like a rosé so it's kind Great. of like we're drinking wine like yeah. it's it's a rosé beer <laughs> it's a rosé beer it's definitely in the beer side though i feel oh yeah cuz you already had one mm-hmm. so you already know what this one tastes like um let's see has a nice fragrance i can i can assure you it's is light pink yeah it's definitely pink which is cool Stintash. yeah it's beer um, yeah, like I see the notes, but it's, the it's strawberry funny. comes through more than the kiwi. Mm-hmm. But I and like I really like fresh kiwi, but artificial kiwi isn't always this. I you know it it's mm-hmm. not it always a true. It's good, but it's not my favorite. <laughs> it feels like an unfiltered or just like a wheat beer, not a blonde. And maybe that's just the fruit or something like it. It yeah. feels heavier. Mm-hmm. It really do- does feel heavier. Like, I, I couldn't have more than one, honestly. And the, the flavor, even though, like, I'm struggling to, like, pinpoint, I just, I'm not getting, like, the strawberry and kiwi. It, it kind of just seems like an aftertaste. So, not my favorite thing. It's I will. Refreshing. It's refreshing. It's nice for a warm day. Um, It's not bad. It's just not what I was expecting it to yeah. taste like. Um, I'm glad that it's not like sugary sweet with strawberry right. kiwi. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people will drink it. I think that's what that. And I think like as I like, it's a lingering finish. The kiwi is coming through a little bit now, but like it's definitely like on the lingering. Like I don't taste it straightforward at the beginning or even on the aftertaste. I get the strawberry. It's like it tastes like a wheat beer, and then with the aftertaste of strawberry, and then like the lingering note is the kiwi. <laughs> yes, I see what. I mean, I'll drink it. I'm gonna. I, I'm drinking it tonight, so it's good. Um, I don't know. Like on a one to ten, I'd say it's like a six, five, one, six, five and a half. We're doing ratings. <laughs> I'm doing a rating now because I guess I only rate the ones that I 
am not gonna buy again <laughs> and i'm not dissing it's just not my taste there's like it's shade. there's no shade it's just not my my beer <laughs> okay so now that i have a drink i don't know if you're sharing this with me or not but i we'll i think you're still on the story i think you're still riding the margarita that i made you earlier <laughs> so <laughs> but um okay so where is it that we're headed first leo so we're gonna go back to business. Back to the beginning. Back started. to where we bought Betty. Back to the place we lived for a very long time too. Yeah, a place that was home for a long time. And this place is Troy, New York. There we go. Yeah. So we're headed to Troy, New York. We're headed up northeast. We were supposed to be there this summer, so it kinda all comes like Semi- perfect circle. <laughs> We were at this time, basically, we were supposed to be in Troy, so it makes sense that we're talking about Troy. But yeah, we lived there for like seven years. Yeah, it was wild. We I were mean, supposed to be there for like a year, and we were there for a lot longer. But it's a it's a fun place. Yeah, I think I think in my eyes, I felt like we went, we we lived through some sort of renaissance of the of of the city, and I think that's what kept us for a while because like it was gaining some sort of new and it was yeah it was changing and so like we were a part of that change but also like but like it wasn't getting it wasn't boring because the city was changing like every right like every week we necessarily chose it but like circumstances brought us there we ended up staying and then just like like meeting people and then you know just start creating that sense of, of home you know yeah wow seven years as well but yeah, so according to World Population Review, Troy has a population of 48.5 thousand, and that's just Troy. So Troy is a part of the larger capital region, which has a population of 1.2 million. Mm. So Troy itself is at like about 50,000, the whole region, which includes like Clifton Park and Saratoga and schenectady and albany and all of that like the whole capital region is at 1.2 mm, exactly. so the median age of troy is 30.8 and the population has majority that are identifying as female with 51.1 yes so female power in troy you feel that <laughs> do you <laughs> <laughs> a little bit maybe um, so the you better feel it. <laughs> <laughs> the demographic breakdown it's sixty six point thirty four percent white, seventeen point thirty six percent black, eight point eighty six percent identify with two or more races, four point twenty five percent Asian, three point eleven percent identify as another race, point zero nine percent Native American, and no Hawaiians or Pacific Islanders. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I with Troy, I expected there might actually be. I don't know why, I just, I thought there might, we may have actually crossed this off. Nope. Um, I am also surprised that, like, I don't know, the black and Asian populations feel a little low to me. But... I wonder the transition... I mean, but this does also include, like, this is Troy, um, like, all the, like, this goes, like, to like the farmland outside like this like it it's it's a weird demographic in the area because it's like it goes from like 
city feel mm-hmm. to so, country, country feel in a, in a, in a, in a second like, in just a couple miles yeah. and i think that that plays off in the demographic breakdown yeah, and stuff time. like the far like the the rural area kind of is included in this and like mm-hmm. i mean troy itself like there's south troy and north troy and like they're vastly different so I feel like maybe that's part of it. Like maybe. a certain area, you definitely feel a different demographic or something. So like, I don't know. It, but it just, it, those feel low to me, but I don't know. Yeah. According to bestplaces.net, the crime rate, I'm not really surprised by this, but the violent crime rate is at 38.6. Nationally is 22.7. So uh, I mean... The violent crime is definitely higher. Property crime nationally is a 35.4 and in Troy is a 55.1. The property crime is the part that I'm like, "Eh, I'm not surprised. A lot was going on. Like we... You hear stories too. You always hear stories. You always hear the news. You hear the sirens. Violent crime, kind of the same thing. Like... Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, unfortunately where we lived like we did hear gunshots way more than once and we we were not in the country where somebody has a shooting range like it was not gunshots at a shooting range so i'm definitely not surprised by the rates unfortunately but that's how it goes in a city especially i mean it's and especially in a changing city yeah but it's a city that like we both love so like Talking about that, like, we both, we were there, we know, mm-hmm. like, that's how it is. It doesn't change the way we feel about the place. No, like, right. we still stayed there for years yeah. with it. I mean, no, I mean. We never felt unsafe, though. Like, there were never times where we were in uncomfortable situations, for the most part. No, and I think that's also a really huge community there that is very supportive and you know and, and is really embracing the together. the change and really embracing like the improvement of the areas and the improvement to fight, yeah. yeah i mean anywhere that you're trying to improve there's going to be struggles yeah. but yeah i mean none of that was surprising yeah so when it comes to murder with those rates there's obviously a few that we could talk about mm. and troy has a really colorful history with the fact that like it was a booming Victorian city, booming industrial city like that, um, that's when it really became. That's kind of what sparked its renaissance now with the Victorian architecture and all of that. There's a lot of history there that, and with crime rates being high and it being a city, obviously there's a lot of crime yeah. that I could talk about. But I didn't really know what ones to do. So there's obviously, so there's a very famous one from 1908. So we're talking like when Troy was in its like booming heyday. And that's the unsolved murder of Hazel Drew. And I was going to do it because this is like the most famous one probably for Troy. This is the case that is said to have inspired Twin Peaks. So Twin Peaks is a like great series from back in the day that... I would then, if I covered this story, I'd have to say that I have never watched Twin Peaks. <laughs> Me neither. Um, <laughs> so, 
I didn't really want to. I I feel like I am not the person to do the Hazel Drew story and the Twin Peaks connection and all of that justice when everything about the case references the references from Twin Peaks. And I have no idea what those are. Like, I was reading it and trying, and I was like, I just don't know this story. Like, I... So I just... I, I, I'm not doing that one because... I am not the person to do it justice. Maybe another time, maybe later. Maybe we have a friend Michelle and then we can, we can talk about it. Yeah, maybe somebody else, I can have them on and we can ta- they can school me <laughs> on this case and on the Twin Peaks connection and all of this. I'm just not that one. But I also, I mean, we were there for seven years and unfortunately during those seven years, there were crimes, there were murders. Mm-hmm. And so this one was actually something that when, once I started thinking about it, I was like, oh, like, that's a case I remember happening. Why don't I see how it finished? Right. Because I never really heard you how it ended. Emotion, I remember yeah. when it happened. Don't really remember yeah, anything else. I'm thinking of. Maybe. Hmm. So, yeah. So I just decided, like, if this is kind of like a hometown moment, I can do like a hometown story of like something that happened that I actually remember happening. So this is from 2017. (laughs) Yeah. So this is the 2017 quadruple homicide. Oh, yep. I knew it. Of Brandy Mel's, Shanta Myers, and Shanice and Jeremiah or JJ Myers. You you know what this one is. You you remember. It it shook the area, and it it was kind of just because of the surprise of it, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't remember... I remember exactly where it happened, and I remember when it happened. And it's like, you don't, you don't hear... Like, you... Uh, unfortunately, you hear violence, but when you hear quadruple, pro... You know, like, four people dying... A family, like... Like, a family. A too. mother, her partner, and her two kids all... Just randomly, like right around the corner, murdered mm-hmm. around the corner, and it was at Christmas time, mm-hmm. and so that yeah. was the thing I remember was that it was at Christmas. So that's what we're talking yeah, about. Get ready. So you may story. you may need to share this drink over here. You may need to smoke up a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's let's see how you feel. <laughs> so for this case, I used an article by Marissa Sarnoff on LawandCrime dot com. And multiple Times Union articles, which Times Union is the Albany newspaper, so it's the local newspaper that covered a lot of what happened. So, on December 26th, 2017, the property manager for 158 Second Avenue, Troy, New York, got a call asking for him to check on the tenants in the basement apartment, and when he entered the residence, he found four unresponsive bodies. Mm in an unsaid state so the police were called to the scene and they identified the bodies as five-year-old Shanice 11-year-old JJ and their mother 26-year-old Shanta Myers and her 22-year-old partner Brandy Mells so they found four deceased bodies 
in this basement apartment the day after Christmas. And they had been there a little while. And the four bodies had been bound and their throats had been slashed. Mm. Yeah. So not a, not a good scene. Mm-mm. When they began their investigation, they discovered that they had actually been murdered on the evening of December 21st, which is why there were still Christmas presents that mm. people had left for them sitting outside of their door. Mm. And that's probably why they got a wellness check because somebody had probably left presents for them days before and had seen that nobody had they were left out on their doorstep like this isn't an area you would leave packages outside for multiple days let alone at christmas time on christmas like you still have packages outside on christmas day obviously something's going on so myers also had a 16 year old son isaiah who was away at the time So he was away with other family at the time of the murders, so he just so happened to not be there. The police who examined the scene said it was the worst that they had seen in their careers. It was all gore and bloody. Like, they they said that in, like, some of them had been on the force for over 20 years, and they said that it was the worst crime scene they'd ever been on. So while investigating... They found footage of two men in the area on the night in question. In the video, they were seen carrying an Xbox and a TV, which had come from the crime scene. Mm. So clearly, we found our suspects. These two men were 24-year-old Justin Mann and 38-year-old James White. Both the men were residents of Schenectady, who had traveled over to Troy for this. And both of these men had criminal history. So... Justin Mann was actually on parole at the time. He had went to prison in 2014 for robbery and had been out on parole since June. White was sent to prison in 2001 on manslaughter charges, and he had been out since 2010. So Mann and White were both brought into custody and charged with nine counts of first-degree murder, four counts of second-degree murder, one count of first degree burglarily burg one count of first degree burglarily i can't say it <laughs> burglarily burglary burglary one count of first degree burglary there we go <laughs> one count of second degree robbery and two counts of fifth degree criminal possession of a st- of stolen property i mean so they had a lot of charges coming for them there was video evidence of them with evidence from the crime scene. Like, clearly, these were the guys. As it happens sometimes when there's more than one suspect, Justin Mann spilled to the police, and he immediately tried to start saving himself. Like, he knew they were in trouble, and he it was him versus friend, all bets were off. He... He, he started talking. So he admitted to being a part of it and told what happened for a plea deal, of course. So he was pleading guilty to four counts of second-degree murder in the end for his testimony and for him completely complying with the police. So during his court appearance, 
man told the judge that it was his friend and crime partner, James White, that had carried out the murders. Of course, it wasn't him. It was his partner. According to him, the killings occurred between 7.40 and 9.40 p.m. on December 21st, 2017. So he claimed they arrived in Lansingburg, Troy, Mm -hmm. from Schenectady by bike and bus. So they got to Troy and went to the rear basement door of 158 Second Avenue. He knocked on the door and lied about his bike being stolen. Mm -hmm. Once inside, White threatened him with a knife to his throat and tied or and told him to tie the four victims up. So he's completely saying like the other man was completely in charge. He had no idea what was going. He didn't even know where they were going. He then said James White slashed Mel's throat first, followed by Shanta and then Shanice. Then JJ got home from practice and when he came in he was tied up and White slashed his throat too. Yeah. He said that then he and White left the residence with a flat screen TV, two Xboxes, and the controllers. They then rode their bikes. I don't know how you ride a bike with a flat screen. (laughs) But apparently they rode with all this stolen loot to um, catch the bus. from. So they got the bus from Troy to Albany. And then from Albany, they got the bus to Schenectady. And this can be corroborated because the police found footage from the bus stops of them with the TVs and the Xboxes getting on the bus in Troy and getting on the bus in Albany. He ended up pleading guilty and testifying against his friend to serve four concurrent prison sentences of 25 to life, which I have issues with concurrent sentences. I think it's a joke, but he... Because he was getting served, or, I mean, it was four murders, so he was being charged with four, like, four charges, so he got four 25-to-life charges, but instead of serving them consecutively, which would be, like, Mm back-to-back, he's doing them concurrently, so he's doing them all at once. So they're all a 25-to-life charge, but he's doing them all at once, so it's one 25-year term rather than a hundred years. So he got his deal. But with that he had to go to court. So his his friend White represented himself in court. So Mm -hmm. since he was representing himself, but he had to go to court and testify, that meant that his friend got to cross examine Mm, directly directly interrogate him about events that they both knew the truth to. Like, this is the, that's the wild part. And it was just as big of a joke as you would expect it to be because of that. So White represented himself in court. He had also, so he had petitioned to do so for the first court case in 2020 and was denied. But that trial ended in a mistrial because of coronavirus, because multiple jurors got sick and had to miss days other jurors were scared to go in court in person. There was just a lot going on. So the first trial that he was denied the ability to represent, represent himself, that trial ended in mistrial because of everything else going on. So then the second trial, he was approved to represent himself. 
don't know why it worked out the second time, but it was granted. Mm. So according to him, so according to the, the other guy, on the night, they had gone to the apartment on 158 Second Avenue to collect $12 from Mel, the, the, the partner. This was apparently a $12 debt that she had for some weed from Justin Mann's mom's boyfriend. So they had traveled from Schenectady to Lansingburg, Troy, which by public transportation is not an easy journey. It costs more than $12 a person to do this journey, and they were going to get $12. So, I mean, we're talking like that's like a two-hour commute. (laughs) From, like, Schenectady to downtown Albany to downtown Troy with the weights and you're... That's two hours. It really is. So, anyway, White said that they went to collect $12 from Mel. And that was debt that she had for some weed from Justin Mann's mom's boyfriend. White said that he waited outside of the apartment while his friend Mann went inside and he claimed that he felt man was committing a crime but it was his principles that kept him from going inside the house so he felt he was in there beating people up and killing people but but it was his principles that kept him outside because you know it's because he wasn't going to go between friends in a dispute so even though he felt that this dude was in there breaking the law and beating crap the crap out of people and murdering people over $12, it was against his principles to stop what? that from happening because, you know, it wasn't his place. What? And this is proving his innocence somehow. What? He then said that he actually stood outside talking to JJ, the 11-year-old, when he got home from practice. They were outside talking about basketball and superheroes and video games. While he knew something bad was happening inside, he stood outside talking to this little boy and then let him go inside and didn't stop him. What? You, you, it was your principles that did that? Like, I, I just don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't get where his defense was. I mean, he obviously shouldn't have represented himself but maybe all idiot criminals should represent themselves the two got a little heated in court when it came to testimonies and all of that obviously since white was representing himself they were multiple times told by the judge to keep it civil because the friends just kept arguing with each other from the stand during like the examination they also were like multiple times on the brink of being like held in contempt of court because they were getting out of hand and arguing with each other about what was what actually happened so white started to say like the one that was representing himself like he started to say i don't care a lot like whenever the judge was saying things to him he'd be like i don't care i don't care like he just representing himself in court trying to keep himself out of prison he just started saying like i don't care a lot and so he even told the jury when they were headed into the deliberations to do their worst. Like, what? I don't know. If you're in your right mind, 
I don't know why you would tell the jury to, like, do their worst when they're getting ready to, like, rule about you going to, like, life in prison. must not be... No, that's not okay. Yeah. So, like, in the end, court was five days. The jury deliberated overnight, uh, or after... The jury came back after a day of deliberations. So, obviously, the one, Jason Mann, he had the 25 to life... Um, with his plea deal that's set and in the end the jury convicted James White uh, to life in prison Mm -hmm. he was found guilty on all charges presented to him and yeah that is wild they wrote the bus wouldn't they have like blood on them like I have so many questions I don't don't even know like I just I mean it's I wouldn't say that I never saw weirder getting on the bus, but, like, two guys getting on the bus at night with a flat-screen TV and multiple Xboxes, Yeah, I'm going to have questions. Like, that's just... Especially the fact... Riding bikes. I don't understand. There's just so many questions that probably can never be really answered. But it's just so horrible. I think, like, what it pisses me off is the kids. It's two children. The whole, thing, the whole thing, to be honest, is just on Christmas. Like, there's just so much going on that... And they never said, like, why they chose that place. Because neither of them actually owned up to the crime. Like, they both just, like... The they one jumped on other. getting a plea deal. Right. And immediately turned on his friend to save his own ass and then the other one is just straight up crazy and made a joke of the court case and instead of owning up to what happened and saying what happened he made court a joke and so it's just like i i don't think we'll actually get a story of what happened but regardless four innocent people had their throats slashed And a teenage boy was left without a family for no reason, for a couple of Xboxes, for not even that, it, for $12, according to the one. Like, this wasn't even, this was over $12, yet you, it was your principles that kept Do you. you know s- if there were, like, any signs of drugs on them? No, there was no signs. Wow. Yeah, like, they're, I mean, maybe they were going to sell this stuff for drug money, but, like, there was no signs that, like, drugs were involved in any way in this in the case. crime. Ugh. Woof. That one is, <laughs> I tell you. It's a, it's a crazy one. And it's just crazy that we, we, like, kind of, we were there when it happened. We, yeah, we crazy. were, I remember driving by the house shortly after, and I remember hearing about it, and I, like so much it was there we were there when it was going on but like at the same time i really didn't know yeah, i didn't know how it ended how it ended and it, i mean that could be because it literally just ended like yeah, I mean, court was in 2020, 2020 was not, not so we we were already leaving at that time but yeah it's just wow. what a downer but yeah that was heavy yeah and so that's that's troy i think that was one that made up for for the gap in there. <laughs> wow. 
I don't know if I can sleep after that. You'll be fine. <laughs> it's okay. We're not in Troy. <laughs> We're very far Where away. Are we? <laughs> but or are we in Troy? Maybe we are. Maybe this is all a ruse. But yeah, I mean, anyway, Leo. If people want to talk to us about this or anything else, yeah, where can they find yes, us? Come check out our website, thervboys.com, and that's boys with an I. Therviboys.com. You can check out our Instagram, reaching us there, DM us, or our Twitter as well. The RV Boys with an I. And I'm Salty and Reina Salty <laughs> on the, all the socials. And you can find me at Nikki RV Boy with an I on all the socials. Yes. And yeah. we have some surprises coming up soon. So let's stay in touch. Um, and We will talk to you sooner than this episode was hopefully <laughs> thanks for listening and remember to to share with your friends yeah Say remember that. to like get that reminder thanks for listening tell others rate subscribe do all that fun stuff it really helps out and yeah just like let's all be happy <laughs> <laughs> If you have any fun stories, you can email them to the RVWars at gmail.com. Maybe people have experienced wire stuff in RVs or well. Yeah, if you have like RV horror stories, feel Maybe free not. to share them. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, I mean, we have, I mean, on a, like horror stories of one way, I mean, like that's part of what's been going on too. We, we got our first flat tire. Yeah. And I mean, like dealing with a flat tire sucks already, but dealing with a flat tire on. A giant class ARV really sucks. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like, I mean, that's just part of the pile of stuff that we've been going through and dealing with. I want to say thank you to our friends that also have lived in, in a van and an RV that have mentioned, like, we've been there as well. Yeah, it's part of the, process. it's part of the lifestyle. Um, but yeah, if you have, like, RV, bus life, whatever, horror stories, feel free to share them. Yeah. If you have, crazy true crime stories to share share them <laughs> yeah we, we're here we're here for the stories unfortunately they're somehow entertaining somehow <laughs> entertaining I don't know how Leo but, but thank you all we'll talk to you soon cheers <laughs>